Good morning. Uh, good evening. I was I was gonna say good morning. Where's my uh, 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 we're off already, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome <laughs> to another special edition of Cat's Face. I'm Cat. This is Buckets with us always. Is our little brother Aaron from Wales? Say hello, Luna. Hi, guys. And Leon. Hi, Leon. So tonight we decided instead of making a long part podcast, we're gonna make it nice and short for all of you. But before we start, I'd like to say hello to the new subscribers. And viewers, that's so awesome. Um, tonight's podcast is all about something very thought-provoking that everyone is going crazy over on YouTube and TikTok. It is about none other than His Royal Highness, the Prince Henry Charles Albert David, Duke of Sussex, and his wife, Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. So I, I was a bit confused there. I was like, hang on, this guy's 15-name name. And then I thought, oh, no, that's just Harry. Yes. And then, and then none of his actual <laughs> names are his name at all. His, no one called him. We got the right guy. I mean, you know. <laughs> his actual <laughs> name is Prince Henry Charles Albert David. Or otherwise known as Harry. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> or other, otherwise known as, who's that guy again? <laughs> <laughs> or otherwise known as, what? The artist formerly known as. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have. I'm sorry, I don't have questions on his new book, The Spare. I haven't even or Spare. I haven't even read it. But we do have questions. Let's get started. Um, all right. First question is: What are the emotions that Harry could be experiencing as he just wants his family back instead of just dealing with quote what we call the institution? What are the emotions that Harry could be experiencing? Aaron. Um, oh, you want to talk to him first? Yeah, Aaron. Oh, okay. Uh, he could be experiencing anger. Um, yeah. It's a hard one. Is it just anger there, Aaron, or is it frustration, well, sadness? He, he, can, he can be experiencing anger, frustration, um, sadness, all the emotions, really. I, I think he's basically suffering maybe a lot of betrayal. Mm. Um, also, um, there's a lot of stress in his family. And I, I get the feeling that one side of his his family is like, I, I think it's he, he's experiencing this thing where it's like um, he's kind of like a rope. Mm. And one part of his family is saying, I'm going to pull you like a rope because if you basically don't, um, you just pulled me like a rope. <laughs> if, if basically what if one part of his royal family is saying, if you don't come back to the falls, okay, we're going to destroy your reputation. And the other part of his family is saying, hang on, but I'm your wife. This is your family. This is your sons and daughters. You need to be with us. You need to be with your family. And I think he's being pulled like this. So I think there's a lot of pulling going on, especially you, with Harry. What do you think, Luna? Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Aaron there. Just you know, a lot of there's bound to be a lot of frustration there. And then plus, now that he's integrated himself in more of the real world, let's say that I'm not saying that he didn't live in the real world, but his life was already so based on the institution since they were children, all of them, the whole family is based in there. And for you to then come out of that and experience a completely different reality, 
it's definitely going to be taxing on your mental health, number one, but it's also going to be taxing on the fact that in the real world, um, in reality, and, you know, people uh, like us, we experience relationships in a different way. We um, go through hardships together, financial problems, everything. He wouldn't have had any of that. So I think coming out with Megan, experiencing the real world and then seeing what his life was, there's a massive tear there and feels right that he's being pulled between two things there. He loves part of the institution. He loves his family. And then he loves his life outside from that as well. And he's trying to integrate them and it's not working and it's causing a lot of frustration for him. What do you think, Leon? I think, you know, based on a part of the interview, which I did see, right. I haven't seen it all. Admittingly, I haven't seen that ITV interview, but I think, well, he was 12 years old when he found out that his mother, that his mum had died. He was only 12 years old. I think what we what we saw first was sadness. And from there, it went from sadness to anger. And he's, he hasn't been able to control his anger towards the media because they just won't stop uh, hounding him. And even today, they are still hounding him. And that causes his anger just to, you know, just to explode even more. I agree with, with every single one of you, um, with everybody. I think there's a... I do also feel there's a lot of sadness and frustration, anger, a lot of manipulation. Um, but as Leon did point out, let's not all forget, he was 12 years old when uh, Princess Diana passed away um, in that tragic accident. Um, I think, as Leon said, he's not been able to, even though Harry did say he's had a lot of therapy sessions, a lot of counselling sessions to try and, you know, move past his grief over losing his mother. But I think if we, I think this book has been explosive because Harry, I feel, hasn't been the Harry we all knew and love or Harry, the person we all love, the happy-go-lucky, always laughing, always smiling, very flirty, very chatty, very kind. He's now pent up with anger because since his mum died, He's been taught, don't show emotion. Stiff up a lip, smile at people, shake their hands, don't cry, don't, you know, don't show your sadness, don't grieve, don't just bottle everything and swallow it. And I think I think what they've taught Harry is you have to be happy all the time. And or at least you have to appear like you're happy all the time. And um the problem with that is that it's fake. And when you swallow all of your deep, dark um, secrets or when you start swallowing your deep, dark um, emotions all the time and don't let that out, you are quite literally a ticking time bomb. And if you want my honest opinion, Harry's ticking time bomb has started around about now and uh, or even last year um and he's just exploding from all the the grief and all the sadness and all the pain that he's had to um endure um and people aren't really used to this harry because they what they are used to is this happy-go-lucky harry um that's a bit of a bad boy that's basically gets away with murder because he's a prince and it's like well, hang on, this isn't like him. This doesn't fit the narrative. 
why why isn't he why isn't he just like William? Why isn't he just like Charles? Why, why isn't he just like Elizabeth? This isn't quite right, but it's like, well, but he's not a god. This is the thing. He's not a god. And we should remember that he's human as well. Um, and even though people see him as very, very privileged, he's always been privileged and yeah. he's um always had a um he's always had a privileged lifestyle, regardless of that, he he still has pain like everyone else. Yeah. But it's just that the media just can't get over it because they're idiots. And I think this, I mean, this is just our opinion collectively, in my opinion. And I'm not trying to get in trouble for this or be flagged, but let's look at not just the Australian media that are eating away at this. We're talking about the British media. We're talking about people like Pierce Morgan. No offense, Pierce Morgan. But Pierce Morgan has been so obsessed mm. day and night, in and out, day and night on YouTube, on TikTok, on Sky News Australia. Every show he goes on and he brings <clears throat> in, all he talks about from day to night is Harry and Meghan, Harry and Meghan, Harry and Meghan. There is, an, there is another reporter who's pretty much the same way and her name is Meghan Kelly. Oh, that I've seen hers. Uh, yeah, she's, just, she's, just, she's basically a human burial of Meghan and also Harry as well. She's a female version of Pierce Potts, a.k.a. Piers Morgan. But the thing is, this... This obsession from him and Megan Kelly, but for him, is becoming a bit unhinged. Like, I bet he goes to sleep and talks in his sleep about them. I bet he wakes up, brushes his teeth, has a cup of coffee and talks about them. Like, Wasn't there a more personal uh, reason why Piers Morgan has gone all negative on Harry and Meghan? Wasn't there a well, relationship or allegedly relationship allegedly, Megan Markle brushed him or something? Allegedly, he asked her out on a date. She ghosted him and went to Prince Harry's party Burn. that he did before knowing who Prince Harry was, before marrying him, before being introduced to him. She, she and a mutual friend decided to go to a party and she ghosted him. So allegedly, he tried to land Megan Markle. Couldn't get the one. And since then, he's been bitter and angry and argumentative and called her every name under the sun. I mean, look, I don't like Meghan Markle at all. I don't. But mm. the thing is, <laughs> Harry, at the end of the day, people say, oh, he's no longer a prince. He's an extra. No, 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 no. People understand something log logically and reality here. He was born a prince. He has the title of a prince. He will never lose the prince title. He is first and foremost King <clears throat> Charles' son and Princess Diana's son. He's fifth in line to the throne, but he will be pushed down once William becomes king because Prince George will be the next heir to the throne. So that means he'll get pushed down, way down, okay? But the thing is, he is a royal and he is a prince. He never loses that title. According to Buckingham Palace, he's a royal pain in the butt. Yes. <laughs> but the thing is... Yes, and um, Megan is a drama queen. Yes. But <laughs> let, let's... <Sorry>. let's, let's <laughs> she was the drama queen. <laughs> let's, oh 
let's put this on the operating table and open and, and see what we can fix or find out. It's, it's like opening a treasure box. What are you going to find? Gold or nothing? Mm. All these mm. alleged things. You're going to find rust. You're going to find rust because the thing <laughs> is, this book, as explosive as it is, I this is my opinion, I think Harry's only mad at two things, the British media and his father, because when him and Diana split, they were not meant to get a divorce. Diana did not want to divorce him. But when they got a divorce, they had to live separate lives. So William and Harry were toggled along, two different parents, two different things. I, I, I'm just interesting to, to see how how this this one family happens to be the most dysfunctional family of them all. Um, and it and they're trying to sell this idea that um, well one of the thing one of the things I found very interesting was the fact that um, where everyone's hating the fact that um, uh, Charles's wife now what's her Camilla Camilla Camilla, Camilla. Um, <laughs> everyone hates um. Remember Barker Balls. Windsor. 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 That's got 52 <laughs> names now, thanks to you. Um, <laughs> our future queen. Uh, a queen consort, Camilla. Queen consort. She's no longer queen consort. No, she's queen consort. Anyway, can we just get on with this? Can I, so I can finish my point? Um, she, the thing is, um, Harry was really upset that um, Charles married Camilla. But um, the the reality was that um, Charles had already gone already gone through a divorce, and divorce is really really common amongst the people. In fact, uh, one in uh, one in three or one in five um, people in the West that get married end up getting divorced. It's it's really 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 common. So for us to actually judge Charles and say, oh, why did you get divorced for, you know, why did all this happen? That's not very royal. Well, in actual fact, it's pretty damn common. And if we're to live in a um, progressive um, world um, that lives up to, um, that's up to date, instead of distancing ourselves, then which maybe we should get used to the idea that, um it's um, that divorce is a thing that happens everywhere, not not just um, amongst common people. The the only thing I want to say about this is what I I'm hoping from this podcast is to bring out the human side. You know, like the sweet Harry, the kind Harry, the Harry that everyone loved in the world. And I think what they're trying to do is what the British media and the Australian media, no offense, are trying to do is they're trying to make people buy into their agenda that Harry is to be hated, disliked, no one should listen to him, read his book, hear what he has to say. But when you look at it, he has said, I love my family. I want my father back. I want my brother back. I love them dearly. I just don't want the institution. I just want a family. And he's crying out for that family. 
And I think the reason why he had that family with Diana is because Diana showed Harry and William that they can't be normal kids by taking them to Disneyland, visiting a homeless shelter, taking them to see homeless people under bridges, feeding them, giving them clothes, doing this, doing that, charity work. She involved herself with her kids and made it normal. Yeah, but you, can you see how kind of unrealistic this is? Because it's like saying, I just want my family back, but I want my dad to quit my quit his job. You, you know, is it all right if he, mm. my dad quits his job? Is it okay if um, everyone just gives up their position and quits their job? Do you know how unrealistic that actually sounds? He's not trying to ask for his dad to quit. Mm. He just wants. But that's what the institution actually is. It is basically, um, you. They all have positions of power. They all have positions of leadership. Um, their role is to be almost like a symbol of of England, um, and to meet other leaders and and, yeah. and sorts of. They like are that. a brand. They They're they a brand. they are a brand. They do do all sorts of things, but what gives them the privilege? is the fact that they adhere to this institution. Thousands so, of years. So, so, but, so they can't just, you can't just expect these people to just quit the institution. It's a part like, of their life completely. They're, it, they're, it's been ingrained in them since they were babies. Of course, like, it's only natural if something's going to be conditioned to you for a long period of time. You're going to be used to it and it's going to be a part of your life. Yeah. For Harry, For Harry to leave and then kind of want everyone else to follow, not leave completely, but follow in the same footsteps and have the same mental thoughts going on. Um, I feel like it's just a bit, it's very emotional. It's very emotion driven. There's no, it's not very logical, is it? No, but I don't think he's actually doing it out of malice or intention. No, it's, yeah, it's from emotion. It's, it's from yeah, trauma. I think he's, I, the thing is, I do love Harry very, very much. I think he's a great guy. I mean, I've never met him, but I've got, you know, all these raw DVDs in my collection and, you know, reading everything online for years and, you know, seeing him do interviews and the old Harry. I just think people forget that at the end of the day, this is a man who is seeking or still getting help and going to therapy and counselling and working on his anger and, working on his, you know, grief. Here's the random question I want to throw out to all of you. Collectively, do we all believe Prince Harry has never properly grieved his mom? Um, yes and no. I, I think that in the spotlight he's had to withdraw himself I do remember seeing a documentary where um, William and Harry um, talked about his mom for the first time, but they were really old. I mean, they were like 25, 26 when that was happening, oh yeah. um, when they actually spoke about it publicly. So I'd say yes or no. If, if you're asking me that have has, has, is Harry over his mom's death? No, absolutely not. Um, in fact, um, no one in the world gets over death. Um, it gets diluted over time, but no one gets over it because no one forgets. And that's 
how it is. That's how we're made. And I think I remember reading something on you, uh, listening <clears throat> to something on, on audio on YouTube where he talked about in the interview that he got into a car with his chauffeur-driven chauffeur car and he, I don't know if he was wearing a seatbelt or not, but he said he got into the car in the, in the tunnel of Paris and he made the driver speed up the same speed Diana's car was going in. And he goes... I lay my head in front. I put my I put my hands in my head. I laid at the back seat in the front. Took a deep breath. Felt my heartbeat really go really fast. And then we flew into that tunnel and came out the other end. And I'm like, why? What are you trying to achieve here? You know what the question you're not really mm. asking. The right question is what is he trying to achieve? I think he really what he's trying to do is. Um, I think picture, he's, he's trying to picture his mum's final moments. Yeah, yeah. That, see, that makes more sense. See, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I, I don't think he he's trying to accomplish anything because there's nothing he can actually accomplish. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he can really launch a full investigation because there's already been one already launched. Um, I think mm. the only thing he can actually get out of this is what was it like for his mum to pass away in this matter manner in this tunnel. Yeah. Which is sad. Here's the next question. Okay, I'm going to try and word this as clearly as I can. Is Harry being pushed into a corner or is this just another means to make money from the institution that no longer supports Harry Aaron? Uh, I think uh, they're trying to make money out, out of out of like like did he really want to to write that book? You know, like, or no, was he made to? to write it. Or, or was he made to write it? Oh, yeah. I like that question. Uh, but this is the way I see it, right? Before he was given all sorts of money from um, the king, even when the king wasn't the king, um, he was given all sorts of money from Charles and the royal family. Um, but the minute he began to shit on the royal family, the minute he began mm. to leave the institution, he needed to make a living for himself, just like Megan needed to make a living for herself. And um, because they, you know, they kept giving them uh, trouble and kept uh, making it difficult for them to live their lives, that's when they said, well, F you, we're going to get a Netflix series out of this mm. and we're going to talk to Oprah about this and make lots and lots of money out of this because this is our only means of survival. I think, well, I think another thing that we're looking at here is I believe that this is uh, Harry's therapy, like writing down, like obviously this is his memoirs thing, how he recollects everything and he's reenacting everything, you know, just to see, just to show people this is how, this has happened and this is how it's happening uh up to a point he's not going to have anything else to write about he's not going to it would all be done the way i look at it right now is he's carrying a huge bag of rocks that he's trying to find a way to drop and right now he hasn't because there's still a lot in his head uh about what can be what hasn't been said and what in his what his belief is that can still be said and i think eventually 
he's going to have to get to a point where, like, I've been carrying this bag of rocks. He's been carrying, let's face it, he's been carrying this bag of rocks since he was 12. What, is he 38 now, I believe? He's something th- on that. So he's been carrying that big bag of rocks for well over 20 years. I know, I, I know me personally, I've been carrying a bag of rocks uh, for nearly 20 years myself and it's not good. It's just, there's going to have, there's going to be a point where you're just going to have to like let go, remember the good things and not, you know, what's happened after that particular point that uh, changed your life. Yeah. What about you, Luna? You've not said much. Um, do I think Harry's been pushed into a corner? Yes. Do I think he also, what Leon's saying, you know, he still has a lot to say. He's got those rocks that he's trying to let out. Yes. Do I feel like the media is taking advantage of that? Yes. Do I feel like his publishers and his manager is taking advantage of that? Of course. Do I also think that Harry's gone to his management team his production team, whatever you want to call it, he's still going to have some sort of team backing him um, and said to them, look, I need to make money so that I can keep supporting my lifestyle. I'm no longer getting my, you know, part of my money that I would get for playing my role in the royal family. Let me write this book. Let me do this. Let me do all this. And then he's written a book, but they might have said to him, you've got to add more personal details in it. Otherwise, we're not publishing it. So he's gone and he's put those odd stories in there to catch people's interest so that people buy it it's clickbait it's clickbait completely it's not something that you would share with everyone and trauma is a real weird thing the way that it comes out sometimes um you want to talk about it and you want to express how you're feeling everything but i don't think i don't think the way that he's doing it is healthy at all and i really do feel like the media and everyone around him hollywood even himself he's just not realizing it People are taking advantage of him and he's taking advantage of his own trauma here. Why would you want to really put yourself in that situation? Go to therapy, get the help that you need and talk through it one-on-one with someone who's a professional. Don't voice it to the whole world because we can't help you through it. We can only give our opinion on it now that you've shared it with us. Um, So, yeah, I do feel like he's getting back into a corner, but I also feel like he's, he's doing it to himself as well. Oh, good point. I agree with all of you. Once again, you've made good points that he is being backed into a corner, but at the same time, is he using, you know, the crown's money for this? Possibly, not 95% possible, but at the same time, everything he feels as you said, he doesn't need to put all these oddball stories about his private life into a book because it is, as you said, clickbait. But surely his publishers, as they they probably would have said to him, look, write something juicy, otherwise we can't sell this book. It won't make much money. Exactly. We want people talking, whether they like you or not. Um, and you're- he's so desperate to talk about that trauma that he's willing to do that and compromise yeah. in those ways. Yeah, but I feel like if his family honoured his thing by saying, okay, because he asked if they could be part-time roles and do part-time work instead of full-time. And then being told, no, you're either in or you're either out. That's kind of like a bit brash, don't you think? Like surely, you know, you get a job and then 
you know, you don't want to do full time. You want to do part time, and you get what told what kind of job? What kind of job could Harry get? You know, because no matter what job he gets, there's always going to be some smart ass coworker or saying, "Did this really happen?" and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't want to talk about. He won't want to talk about that. He wants to try. He will want to try and live a normal life, if if he can get work or whatever. Let's hopefully, hopefully he can. Well, he actually. But what does. would he do? He actually does. He's part of a company called BetterUp. They de- uh they work uh they deal with mental health and stuff like that. And he's actually planning a. I think they said he's doing a a seminar. I think a seminar or a public speaking thing. Charging about a thousand dollars per pop for people to come listen to him for like a couple of hours. Um, but I think having to shake people's hands, take selfies, talk to people. Mm-hmm. I think Harry, since his mother's death, and he's even said, I've always had one foot out. He's always been known to have one foot out, not both feet in. Isn't he like leading the Invictus games as well? Yes, but the thing is, he's the one who mm-hmm. founded it. But the thing is, way before that. When his mother died, he went, yep, one foot out. I'm done. You know, but the thing is, if you want to be part of the royal family, you want to do part-time work, I think that should be viable to do because look at Princess Eugenie and Beatrice. They're not working royals, and they're still part of the uh, the royal family. They still get paid, right? Um, Prince Edward's kids, they're not working royals. They're without titles, and they still, once they become of age, will get paid. Right, so there are non-working royals, but when Harry says, "I want to be a part-time royal," oh no, oh no, you can't be doing that. No, no, wrong. <laughs> can't can't do that. But I think it's not fair, and I think he's completely hundred percent backed into a corner. Well, do do you get the feeling that um, one, he's backed into a corner, but his reaction to this being quote unquote being backed into a corner is to fight and kick back. So I, I wonder if when he gets backed into a corner, he fights his way out. And because he fights his way out, um, the media just lap it up and go, oh, look how horrible Harry is. Harry's terrible. Harry's doing this. Harry's doing that. Look at all the terrible things Harry's done. Um, but it's only because they've backed him into a corner that he's really got no other choice but to fight but, back. but to fight back. Yeah. You know, or stay silent, which he doesn't want to do because, like you said, he's got one foot in and one foot out. That's how I kind of see it. The next question I have, I think we've already, we might as well just say it. Why is Harry exposing the monarchy, Aaron? Um, I think because he's, Angry, hmm? uh, because he's angry. Hold on, um, because he's angry at the way he's been treated, the way, the way he and Megan have been treated. Yeah. What about you, Luna? Why do you think Harry's exposing the monarchy? Oh. So many reasons. I mean, revenge, trauma. Um, I'm sorry to say, but I think that Hollywood is in his ear um, speaking about how he can change the world. He can do whatever. He's already left the institution. Look at the big step that he's taken. Why not take it one step further? Um, 
the biggest one would be would be the trauma. The biggest one would be the trauma. There's probably so many unanswered questions that he's got. Um, so many unanswered theories about his mum, even, you know, things that maybe the queen knows that he didn't know and all of them, you know, but might might know one little thing. Maybe his dad knows more and he's he's caught on to that. And in doing so, exposing the institution, he thinks he believes that it's going to initiate some sort of change. There's going to be some sort of answer that he gets from it. He's he's got a point plan in his head, but it's not he hasn't actually seen the bigger picture. He's just um rolling with the punches here. And you know, I, I really believe he's got a lot of people in his ears also saying, No, this is a good idea. Megan's probably in his head um advocating for this idea, telling him how strong he is that he's standing up to um discrimi- discrimination, to prejudice, to everything. She's She's empowering him and a lot of other people also empowering him that hate the institution. Um, and that would be his motive for wanting to expose them, I guess. Leon? I think Luna's right. I think, you know, uh, mm. also you know, I like the, the fact that, you know, Luna had said, you know, I think Megan is trying to empower him. Yes, I believe that might be the case. I do believe that. I believe he's also trying to live his life now the way that diana was before she died she was no she was no Mm. longer you know she was no longer going to be the queen she was out she was ousted right that's that's what happened um i think i would like to see them you know uh all on the same page but i don't think it's possible they've got a code the royal family has a code and harry does not want to does not want to associate himself with that code. Maybe if the code was changed, then there might be, you know, some leeway where, you know, everything can be balanced again, but right now it's not. And Harry is just venting. Harry is absolutely venting. I, uh, you did say, you know, he was driving through that tunnel. That indicates to me that, you know, he's trying to understand why this is happening why this happened was it even necessary good question mm. you were saying something about code here's my next question was to always never explain never complain don't react nothing say nothing do nothing be nothing you know just ignore pretend it's not there you can't hear it here's my question Tying into that, should King Charles III abolish the never, never complain, never explain, or will this cause havoc for the royal family? Oh, it would absolutely cause havoc mm. for the royal family. I mean, like, just the arguments that they would have at home. If that, if if any of those arguments got out to the public, no one would trust the royals anymore. No, no one would have any faith in the royals. Um, everyone would go, yeah, you know what, let's have a republic, bugger it. You know, um, there, there, there's something, of, what people don't realise um, is that Charles, King Charles isn't just, um, you know, the king of England. He's also the king of a religion. And um, unfortunately, um their lives have to be perfect and to expose them for every each and every bad thing that they do would taint the religion for which 
via the head-on. Um, and um, everyone would just lose faith in them. That's that's if they haven't already lost all their faith already. Um, and think of the hundreds and thousands of people, maybe millions of people that worship the Anglican faith. They're the head of that. Um, and to have that, have all of their dirty laundry brought forward, they could leave the entire religion and go to another religion. Mm. Um, mm. And they may just do that. So um, it would only cause more problems. I mean, it'd be great for the press. The press would love it. Mm. But it would just cause more toxic problems. And this is just like, what we're seeing right now is really just, um, you know, the, the you know, just the, the cap of the iceberg. That's the tiny tip of the iceberg. That's what we're seeing. If we saw, quote unquote, the loss, okay, no, no one would have any faith in any royal at all. The, the stuff that um, Prince Andrew did with the Epstein's, I mean, that was pretty shocking enough. Um, to be honest, I mean, out of out of all the things that Harry's done, like um, Prince Andrew's done way, 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 way exactly. worse. Um, but to list absolutely everything, the stuff that we don't know, I mean, they would be eating each other alive. What if, they ab- if they abolished, if they abolished the code, quite frankly, there would be the proverbial word anarchy, absolute anarchy. There would be dirt sheets for centuries. The monarch, the monarch would be gone. You would go to a republic because there would be no trust in the monarch system in the royals, because mm. the royals have significant mm. power in the monarchy. Mm. If there's dirt, if that, if that code's abolished, if one if one royal member goes to the press, it's over. Yeah, and mm. it's so fragile. It, it it's like, um. Yeah, it, it's like a bit of um, string. That's that's it's it, it's almost as if you you've got like two candles and a piece of string, and it only takes one candle to make it all fall apart. Exactly. What do you think, Aaron? Do you think um, King Charles should should abolish the "never complain, never explain" motto, or do you think it'll cause havoc? I think I think you should. Um abolish the code because they're they're family at the at the end of the day like you you only get like one family just either be civil towards these each other or just like don't say anything at all i was just thinking that what do you think luna a bit of a tricky question because the future generation i feel um william's children will definitely invoke some real big changes in the monarchy um, when they're in power. But at the same time, I also understand that king the king doesn't just to get it doesn't get to just abolish laws. He has to go through tribunal. It's not like him and his family sit at the table and say, oh, we're gonna have a code. No, there's laws. There is there is contracts. There is contracts that these people have to sign to be king. It's not like when he when he has his coronation, he has to sign a contract. And if he breaks certain rules from those contracts you're gone that's it you're abolished you're not you're not a part of the institution anymore it's not Mm. it's not just their laws it's 
all of the history from behind those laws, plus he has to think about everyone in the family. He can't just think about four or five people. There's so many categories of royals that come that fall under that category. Plus, he has to think of every single future generation. He can't, it's not, you can't be selfish in this matter. You really have to take it diplomatically and not put any um, emotion into it and make a logical decision. And would you want to expose all your family's dirty laundry to the media? I sure wouldn't. I know. Um, so, yes, I do feel like there does need to be some change, but do I think it's the right time and the right generation? No. So think, leave, leave it for a while. I think the never complain, never explain. See, this is the thing where I'm sitting on the fence of for years that, you know, even now with the book Spare, his brother, sister-in-law, aunts and uncles, cousins, dad, brother, have been told, oh, don't react to him. He's just being childish. Just ignore him. He's... He's just Harry. He's whinging and complaining and whining. But the thing is, he's still your son. He's still your brother. He's still your brother-in-law. He's still your cousin. He's still your nephew. You know. But the problem that they have is that everything that they do is amplified. True. And that's the issue that's there. They're not like a normal family because a normal family doesn't have to have their dirty laundry amplified. They'll just keep it within the family, and that's about as far as it'll go, right? Yeah. But the problem that they have is that everything that they do, if they're not careful, will be amplified. So every time they talk about something, it'll be amplified. Every action that they take, it'll be amplified. And that's why they have to be really, 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 really careful about what they say and do because it'll be amplified. Here's what I think should happen for the coronation which I'll ask the last question in a minute. I think King Charles and William need to sit down together privately away from Camilla and everyone else, ring Harry and say, you know what? Mm. A lot of things you have said have been very disrespectful and hurtful and demeaning. But at the, at the end of the day, we're a family. We love you. I love you. For goodness sakes, let's just talk about it and work it out and put all of this behind us. The coronation is coming up and we want you to play a part in our family. You're our family. We want you to play a part. And this is where I think the most important question of tonight is going to be. And the last question is, will Harry and Meghan be invited to the coronation? Aaron. Um. Maybe I'm not too sure on that one. It could be a yes, they'll be invited, or maybe no, they won't be. So it's it's either one of the two. Like I think Harry will, but Megan won't. Yeah, it's too many trouble, too much trouble. Mm. Um, you know, I I mean, it would be it, it would be nice if both of them showed up, but they've caused irreparable damage to the English royal family and um, they see Meghan as the biggest problem. Um, they have no issue with Harry coming back to the fold, but they have a massive problem with Meghan. Mm. Um, so they'll probably just say, 
Yeah, Megan's just staying home to look after the kids whilst Harry's going. Yeah. What do you think, Luna? Should Megan and Harry be invited? Well, I definitely believe that their children will be invited because they're both they're royals. The children have not lost their titles and they never will. They're still a part of the institution. Um, they don't get to decide that until they're 18 if they want to be a part of it or not. Um, Harry will go to escort them and keep a good face for the eye of the public. So, yes, I do believe that he will be invited. And it is possible that Megan will be invited, but she will not be a part of the coronation. She will sit in the crowd. She will sit just like Camilla at Diana's wedding. She will sit there. She will not say a word. She will not... She will not get to go out the front and greet people. She will not get to walk with the king. She will not. Um, it will. It will not. It will be nothing like that. But the line of succession will be behind Charles as he's crowned. Um, so yeah, I do. I do believe he's going to be there. There's the royals don't want to appear like they're holding a grudge. They don't want the world to think of them like that. Leon? This is all. All. All yeah. in the. Sorry. Yep. No, go, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 it's all right. I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. No, go ahead. No, no, I'm listening to you. It's all right. I'm done. Continue. No, go. No, 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 she's done. I'm done. Lu Lu Luna's 100% right. I think they've all got to be there in, like, in their own capacities and stuff like that. Obviously, Harry being there for the coronation and also the kids, they'd be there for the coronation. I'm 100% agreement with Luna that Megan will be in the crowd um to observe it and watch the whole thing go over because it would seem petty it would really seem petty in the media or at least the balanced media anyway if there is such a thing that um if she wasn't there if she wasn't there it would seem like the royals have blacklisted her and if they have and if they do blacklist her then you've got buckley's chance of harry being there and the kids being there because i think that i think that if you want to at least to try and make it seem like it's right, then Harry's got to be there. Um, also, the kids have got to be there in their royal, quote-unquote, royal duties. Whether or not Harry wants that royal duty or not, it's irrelevant. It's his dad's coronation. He's got to be there for it. Otherwise, it would look um, it would look petty uh, with the royal family if Meghan was not there. Can I, can I say something, right? Do you want to, like... What are the chances of someone who's almost mocked, shamed, and destroyed the institution would just be allowed to show up to a coronation, which is, i.e., part of the institution? Well, she was at the funeral and she was allowed to greet people at the front, so I don't see why she wouldn't be a part of the crowd. Okay. Here's what it, I think. It would, it, it would seem, it would seem petty, and then, and the. The conspiracy theories will continue on if uh, they all were not there, if they were all not allowed to be there. Exactly. They would instantly be like, oh, no, Megan was right then. They don't like her and they've been racist to her this whole time. They don't want to appear that way. Mm. Here's what I think. Thing is, here's where the, where the country divides itself. King Charles has chosen a very significant day on May the 6th, and I'll tell you why. Master Archie Mountbatten Windsor, his birthday. And he's chosen his grandson's birthday to have his coronation on. So 
alleged rumors Megan may not show up because Archie's birthday will be celebrated in America. Therefore, she can't leave the kids with her mom and by herself to look after the kids. So she has to stay back in America for her son's birthday. And Harry may come alone to the coronation but play no no big part like Prince Andrew. He'll be at the coronation, but he'll play no part. I um, think you're reading too much into that. That has got to be the longest bow. To be honest, that's got to be like the mm. longest bow ever. Even though May the is exactly as you said, is Archie's birthday, but I think you are drawing one long bow. Mm. I think you're adding to the conspiracy theories on that one. But all I've heard is like she may not come because it's her son's birthday. Yeah. So but... why would why would why would Archie not be there, Kat? Because he's, he's the grandson of the king. Yes. And, he, and, he, and he's the prince. And he's the prince. And he's still in the line. He's after William's children. Um. But so... the, the one thing you wouldn't want, and one thing you can't have, is other royals overshadowing the king, right? Because you've got a line of succession. Right. So if he has a birthday and says, Happy birthday, Archie, well, then that would be overshadowing the king, which can't happen. Right. Mm. So even if it's made up or not, okay, Archie cannot um, overshadow the king, but the king can overshadow Archie. Well, that Uh, will really depend on how the cameras pan it, you know, because the cameras, the cameras don't lie. And if they want to, build a narrative even though it just happens to be archie's birthday guess what they're going to focus on they're not going to focus on the king they're going to focus on archie that's right i think they should be focused on the king because of this momentous day and the king knows that and um it would actually give a bit of discreet um you know just a bit of discreetness to say listen look after your kids in california and have a great birthday whilst we, the rest of the royals, um, enjoy the coronation with Harry. And if that ever comes out, it's like, oh, well, you know, Meghan had to look after the kids. No way. To be honest, Buckets and Kat, I disagree with you both, respectfully, of course, because (laughs) I cannot, it's a longbow, it's a conspiracy theories longbow delight right there. It's a conspiracy theorist's wet dream, that one. I cannot see that being the reason why they couldn't be there. Even if it is Archie's birthday, the Royals will be there, Megan will be there, and if they they aren't, then that feeds into your theories. Which won't happen. Which will not happen. happen. We need to do a really Aussie thing and put money on this. Let's make a vote. (laughs) We'll put twenty on. They'll all. I mean, a Commonwealth thing. A Commonwealth thing. I'll put it. I'll put in a. I'll put in a twenty dollar note. They'll all be there. There you go. I'm putting twenty down. Will Will Megan be at the coronation? Yeah, she will. That's twenty down. I'm putting twenty down on that. By the way, by the way, people gamble responsibly. Yes, gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> well, yeah. I think. Oh, well, is anybody else going to put money down, or am I going to one? No, no, no. I'm putting five bucks down. That. I don't think she's going to show up. I'll put five down. <laughs> Aaron's in the UK. I don't think you can put anything down. Yeah, I, um, your money. You can put twenty out. quid down because that's like forty bucks yeah. over here in Australia. 
Um, Guys, where are we? What is this metaphorical bookie that we're going to go to to make this? <laughs> who's who's going to pay Kenny us? Kellinger, who knows the rules? Sports bets. Well, they've been on it. That's what. Maybe maybe PS Morgan will put out a bet. Lad, brokes because we'll be broke when we lose. Yeah, all you guys are going to be brokes, and I'm going to be riches. The, Especially the, if I get tw- if I get twenty quid off Aaron, and I take it to the conversion rate. I'm going to get like eighty bucks out of it. Or something. Really need, <laughs> we need to really invest in Richie Riches because, uh, <laughs> you know that that's a bit more uh, yeah. a, bit, a bit more sturdy. You know. Well, that was a wild conversation. I think. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been an incredible, incredible, incredible podcast. I can't. We can't wait to share it with you, Aaron. Little brother, do us the honors. You know what to do. There's a subscribe button. Yeah. Come on, guys, with the bell. <laughs> Aaron will show you where it is. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. 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 Thank you it's for there. podcast. There. We are also on Anchor.fm and Spotify. Leave us some questions in the comments. Let us know what you think. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the new subscribers, current subscribers and viewers. We look forward to entertaining you guys again in the next couple of weeks. We have plenty more podcasts. Cat Space. Is ready to fly this year. We look forward as a family to bring in more entertainment fun. Thank you so much. Good night, all. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.